Right, welcome everybody to Tom and Amy's Power on Mysteries podcast. Uh, today we're joined by a very special guest, um, Indigo CRS, all the way from America. Yeah. Um, so whereabouts in America are you, Indigo? Uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. So yeah. that's, is that East Coast? Don't ask me. No, that's Midwest. <laughs> Midwest. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so you are a psychic medium slash um, astrologist. Is that right? Um, psychic medium, uh, paranormal investigator. I'm. I wouldn't claim that I am an, an astrologist. I've dabbled in it, but I'm not. Yeah. Very knowledgeable in all of the conjunctions and planets and all that stuff. So. Yeah, it's a big, a big topic. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a huge topic. You know. <laughs> yeah, we, we've tried. Well, I've, I've read about it and I've, I've tried to get my head around it, and it's it's so complicated. Um, yeah. You probably know a lot more than us. Yeah. Uh, when obviously being a, a psychic, when did you like first realize you had the gift as such, like the to be able to like read things? Um, I would have to say that it probably started when I was younger and I encompassed it more as being an empath, you know, where you're able to pick up on other people's energies. My friends growing up found it really annoying because I'd be like, what's wrong? And they'll be like, oh, nothing. And I'll be like, no, what's wrong? They'll be like, oh, no, no, nothing. I'm like, I know something's wrong. Tell me something's wrong. They'll be like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, how do you know this? I'm like, I don't know. I just do. Um, yeah. And then as growing up, I definitely dabbled into different areas of spirituality, like uh, astrology and all that kind of stuff. It was hard for me in the beginning just because my uh, parents were very much uh, Christian based. So they looked at a lot of that stuff and I didn't have any like training or mentors or anything. Um, but as I got older, I started taking some classes and that. And that's when I really started to realize that I naturally had this gift as being a psychic. And then I took this other class that focused on psychic mediumship. And there was one um, in class kind of, um, what do I say? Uh, anyways, um, project or whatever you want to say. And they had put the initials on the board of an individual and they said, okay, connect and see what you can get, right? Hmm. And so we did. And I instantly started to feel like queasy and like the, the room was spinning. I'm like, okay, oh my gosh, stop spinning. you know. And then I was starting to get some of this stuff. And then they said, if you were able to get stuff from this, you are not only a psychic, but you are also a medium then. Because not all psychic, because everybody can be a little bit psychic, right? You have your intuition your, and all that, but not everybody is a medium. So that in that very moment was when I realized that I'm a medium as well. And that was probably maybe about 10 years ago or so. Yeah. yeah. Does that get, so like, obviously, once then, does it then, like those abilities, do they get stronger as, as you get older or? Um, I guess it's, I view it as, as like a muscle, right? Mm. You know, like you can't go to the gym and just start bench pressing like 175 pounds. You got to start with a smaller one, right? Yeah. So again, it's just the same thing. When you use it or use your psychic or medium muscles, the more you use them, the stronger that they'll get. And that's something that I have definitely been focusing on probably over the last like three years or so, because I went on my first paranormal investigation and I was really nervous because I pulled them on aside and it was like me coming out of the psychic medium closet. I'm like, um, I'm a psychic medium. <laughs> you know, here's an idea for me for going into this paranormal investigation. And it was just me diving off the edge of the dock. And it was crazy, all of the stuff that I was getting and that. And I learned so much. And I was like, I want to be able to be able to pick on the different subtle energies. Like what is the energy of the room? What is the energy of the place and energy of an object and energy of a spirit versus, you know, like there's just so many different layers of it that I wanted yeah. to dive in. And so I've been, um, I found a couple mentors and a couple classes to take to kind of help me fine tune some of those skills. Oh, okay. So is that, that's, that's uh, leads me on to me. Other question I was going to ask you about like, so like say for ourselves, we're, we're not psychic by any means, but is that something we could like develop or like improve on? Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, they have different, they call them the different Claire's like Claire cognizant. I'm sure maybe you guys have maybe heard of them clairvoyance and all that kind of stuff. And, um, and it's just, I, I think the biggest thing for most people is just trusting it. Like, I mean, you say that you're not psychic, but you probably are on some level, you know, it's a level of intuition in that. Mm -hmm. Um, like a common example is you start thinking of like, oh, this would be really cool if this happened, or I haven't heard from this person from such a long time, and then they end up calling you or connecting with you, type of thing, right? 
I actually think yeah. um, I'm quite, I'm a lot more than you in terms of knowing when something's going to happen. When something's going to happen, yeah. I'll just automatically know when it's going to happen. Or I'll, like, I'll know that the atmosphere in the room has changed and I know something's there. Mm -hmm. So I think I have got a slight gift, but it's not something obviously I tap into, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. No, that makes, that makes total sense with that. And then, yeah, that would be a version of it. And, um, I mean, there's times too, like where I'll have to turn it down, like when I'm at work or something, because I don't want to be picking up on stuff <laughs> and that, or if I'm at a party or chilling with my friends, it's like, I don't want to be picking up on stuff. I just want to have that normal interaction with them. So, yeah. So it's, it's, it's something that you can't switch off then. It's like, oh, can, can you like, you say you can turn it down, but is it, it's still there, but you, you can't completely get rid of it sort of thing. I would say so. Yeah. Cause I mean, um, you, your subconscious mind is constantly taking in so much different type of um, everything that's going on, you know, the, the room, the color, who's around you and all that kind of stuff. So even even if you're turning it off kind of consciously, your your subconscious is still noticing that. So then if I wanted to hone in on that and pick it up, um, I can I can definitely do that. So. Oh, okay. I just suppose if you don't practice it enough, obviously you'll just lose that skill in a way, but it won't always be completely gone, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's interesting when you say that about like knowing when someone's going to contact you, because I've done that a few times, haven't I? When I've gone <laughs> to message somebody and they've literally just messaged me and I said, I'm literally just about to message you. Exactly. But, See, so that's an example. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same when I obviously contacted you. I, I well, I ignored him for a year. Oh, yeah, we got <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and then I contacted you out of the blue, didn't I? I said, I'm, I'm going to contact you. And if I hadn't contacted you at that point, you were about to delete my number, weren't you? Yeah, that's actually a fair point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I suppose that is. So what, what would that be for me then? What would that be like my ability sort of thing? Would it, would it be clairvoyance or is it? Um. That would be more of a clear knowing, it sounds like. So that would be like a clear cognizance, I would say. Because oh, okay. uh, clear cognizance is where you just kind of know something. And then even though you don't know why, you know, like like you knew to text him at that point in time, even though you didn't really know why type of thing. Right. Because but here the universe was kind of saying like, hey, he's going to delete your number if you don't contact him, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So that would be, I would, I'd probably say fall in that realm. They kind of very much overlap. Um, mm. The other one is uh, the clairvoyant is more of the seeing one. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, there's some people that can like physically see with their eyes. I don't physically see with my eyes. For me, it's more kind of like mental in my head, like if I tell you to close your eyes and picture like a red apple and describe that to me and you close your eyes and describe like how big it is, does it have the, you know, all that kind of stuff, you visualize it in your mind. That's how it shows up to me in my head. So <laughs> sometimes oh. a lot when I'm doing readings, I'll close my eyes or on investigations, I'll close my eyes just so I can kind of see better, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> oh, what about in terms of um, feelings, like you get a certain feeling off of something, because I get that a lot with things. You get it with objects, don't you? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. um, oh, gosh. What is the name of it? I know there's a specific, I don't know why it's escaping me right now, but there is a certain term for when you touch objects and mm -hmm. get different energies from them. And um, obviously, I think like metal objects can carry more energy than others as well, they say. Um, and as far as for a clear feeling, um, there is one for that. That's kind of falls in that line of that empath. There is a specific clear for that. I'm not mm. remembering of it at the point, this point in time though here. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. So if we, so if I wanted to develop my, like that ability and, and make it better, cause I do, I want to be able to like, obviously when we go on investigations and stuff and we do things with our dolls, I want to be able to like, feel more on that how, how could i go about like developing that mm -hmm. um i guess i would have to say um the best way to go about developing it is as cliche as it sounds is probably do um some sort of little meditation and stuff like that too okay. i know i always do that before an investigation just because um, you, you can help ground and center yourself and it gets rid of that excess energy. And really, you know yourself best and like what the energy of the room is and what the energy of people is. And you just got to really set that intention of I'm coming in here and just kind of 
being curious of like, hey, what's here? What is this energy? And if you feel a slight difference of it, um, then that, then pay attention to that. And the biggest thing is to trust that. I know that that's the, that, that is the biggest hurdle for everybody. I know that's personally been one of mine as well in regards Mm. to like trusting what I get and trusting what I feel. Yeah, no, it's a big thing for me. I don't always trust what I actually get from things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose, I suppose like, like you say, that if you don't really think about it and if you're not really trying to, but you tend to just ignore it, and then I suppose that's when you become numb to it. Like, as you mm-hmm. get older, isn't it? That's when you can start, You get it gets further away from you sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it. it's like you put up some blocks and stuff yeah. like that. Or, again, you're not working that muscle. Or you've told yourself that story throughout your entire life of like, oh, that's just coincidence or there's no way that that would happen. Or, you know, you start telling yourself those kind of negative self-talk type things and talking it away. So then you, when it comes up, you don't fully believe it. So it's about changing some of that talk along with it. Mm. So is there a lot of classes in, near you then where you can go and obviously um, look at developing your skill further? Um, it's, it's had to do some digging and that, uh, luckily I've been able to find a few individuals that live kind of near me. They, uh, live further South of Minnesota than me. Um, but they've been really great mentors as far as for helping me figure out the slight different energies of things. And the biggest thing has been trusting what I get, you know, cause yeah. The biggest thing that I found for myself in developing is, like I said, when I get an image, right? Like if I get an image of um, like some rolling hills or something like that, let's say, and it's like green or something like that. And I, you know, do I tell the person I'm reading for that exact image or what does that image represent? Does that maybe represent like peace and calm or freedom or, you know, so it's difficult I'm, you know, that's something I'm still kind of working out depending on the person. And again, that's trusting your intuition of, do I give this image as is to this person or mm-hmm. is there a way to interpret this for them? And mm-hmm. so that, that's kind of the, the more kind of difficult thing that I'm kind of at right now. Yeah. Well, I suppose it goes hand in hand with tarot reading. Cause obviously that you can go in a lot more depth about a card for instance. Yeah. It's yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. And that's where I will like pull some cards if I'm not too sure or, um, yeah, I'm not, I want some clarification on it. Mm-hmm. And then I pull out some cards, either some tarot cards or Oracle cards. And then I can get some clarification on like, oh, okay. So the rolling hole, uh, rolling hills do mean about getting away and having some freedom or different things like that. Not specifically about a specific place, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so your, oh, so your other side is, um, paranormal investigating. Um, so like, what's what I was saying? I always ask people, don't I? Like, what's your favorite experience? Like, oh god, I have so many of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I have so many different. Well, because they're all different crazy ones. Um, we went to this place uh, down in Iowa, uh, like five, six different times, and like I said, each time I went, I wanted to come in and be at a better, higher level than what I was at. Like, try something new and push my limits and all that kind of stuff. Right? Yeah. Um. Oh gosh, probably the biggest experience I had was probably the last time that we went and um, we definitely pushed the boundaries with it was we, we worked with the Ouija board and we actually did a seance and I don't typically work with those things just because I have, you know, because with Ouija boards, you don't know who you're interacting with and there's like all the, yeah, and all that kind of stuff. And then I was leading the seance and I've never done that before either. And again, there's that nervousness of what can come up and then, you know, worrying about all my friends and everything like that. Cause mm. you know, they might not know how to fully protect themselves, especially going after a paranormal investigation and that. Um, yeah. But um, another instance that we did was we did a scrying mirror and I went into this one room. Um, we called it uh, Hank's room and it's this from previous investigations we understood is that he wasn't so nice of a man growing up or when he was there. Um, he was very abusive to this woman that he was with and actually even like sexually abusive towards his daughter, towards her daughter and that and he actually ended up murdering them. Yeah. It's really sad. Um, so I went in there just to see what I would get. And I had put some crystals outside the doorway and set the intention of kind of setting up a block that only those of, higher vibration and love and light can come into the room, right? Type of thing. And I started to really connect with the woman in the room. 
And she showed me, and I'm supposed to be staring into this mirror, right? But all she is is like talking to me. And I'm like, I'm so sorry, guys, talking to the camera. I'm like, I'm so sorry, guys. I know I need to be doing this grind session, but this woman is talking to me and she will not leave me alone. Um, and so I got her story a little bit more and she showed me a flashback scene of her. And I instantly like started crying and that just because of what she showed me. And, um, you know, I let her know, like, if you wanted to cross over, this is your opportunity to do that because he cannot come in the room right now. And you know what, you did the best that you could when you were alive and, you know, you didn't do anything wrong and all that, you know, like I was reassuring her and I had her there. And then all of a sudden, poof, it was like, she was gone. The energy was gone. The, the translation just stopped. I was like, did she cross over then? Is that, is that what that feels like? Like, it was just so crazy. It was like completely dead in the room afterwards. Um, and then I tried calling out the little girl cause I'm like, you better cross over too. Since <laughs> mom crossed over as well. Um, yeah. but that was such an amazing experience, uh, for me. Um, you know, we've had, um, and on the ovulus, I always get healer and witch around me. They always like calling me a healer and a witch. Um, <laughs> I've used. Yeah, that's witch. a good point. we got the word witch on our box last night. Yeah. No way. Oh my God. See, I told you. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's incredible. Isn't it? Yeah, we did, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I always get healer and witch around me. Um, I definitely get a lot of stuff. Um, probably the other cool thing that we did was I was getting the mess, the one of the first or second times we went there and that we kept getting like, um, flower or what was it? Not flower bed, flower bed or like graveyard or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, or the, no, it was garden. It's, we're in the garden. We're in the garden. We're in the garden. And we figured out, I was like, it's gotta be the basement in that. And then one of the second or third times I said, you need to go through this like crawly hole and go around this corner and dig in the ground over there. You're going to find bones. And guess what? They found bones. So no. yeah, they're, uh, they sent them off to a university to get testing. I think there is a combination of animal and human. So, but they're trying to figure out more of that stuff, but yeah. So it, I think that was That's definitely nice. a booster for, for me to be like, Hey, go dig there. There's bones. And then they found bones. So <laughs> That must be so rewarding for you, though, like to be able yeah. to like solve these things and then put, put people at rest. Like that lady mm -hmm. that you managed to cross over, that must be so rewarding to actually be able to almost like free her from being trapped. Yeah, she... yeah, definitely. I mean, prior to like the other previous like five investigations that we went to, she was constantly reaching out. You could tell her and like even on the on the uh, spirit box. You could hear Hank and then you could hear her like you could definitely hear like a couple arguing in the background and wow. that. And so like he was holding them spiritually hostage almost essentially. Yeah. So it definitely does feel very I'm getting chills right now. Um, it does definitely does feel very rewarding and helping those uh, spirits cross over. Yeah, it's very similar to um, the psychic twins. I'm sure you've heard of the psychic twins. They solve a lot of the murders out yeah. In, yeah, in America. Mm -hmm. Have you heard them before? What was that? Psychic twins. Oh yeah, I've I've heard of them. I haven't dived too much into their work or anything like that, but yeah, I have heard of them. Yeah, yeah they do very similar things. I think because that's like, like I've always thought that because we go on investigations and you go to all these places and you mm -hmm. get some extremely haunted and that, but I suppose if it's haunted, that's not really a good thing, is it? Because uh, it's I suppose those spirits are trapped and they should be moved on. I suppose. Is that, would you say that's right or? <laughs> uh, some. Um, yeah. I, I guess when you say that, what comes to my mind is the place that we went to down in Iowa. Yeah. Um, I connected with this like old cowboy, like definitely like the typical like Marlboro man, basically type of thing mm. uh, in the attic. And we were talking to him and he had a Southern drawl. It was cool how I could pick up on the accent too. But he basically said is that some and then some other spirits that we connected with, some of them choose to stay. They don't want to move on. And no. then there's some that just come there and visit. And mm. um, I think place some paranormal places, they end up generating so much energy because of the spirits there that they end up actually attracting other spirits in there that may not have necessarily been in that place or died in that place as well. And depending on the paranormal place, um, you know, some places let teams rent them out. I know that I'm very thankful for that. 
However, some teams go in there or certain individuals go in there and definitely play or do things that they're not fully aware of what they're doing and may open up kind of Pandora's box or invite something in that may not necessarily yeah. should be there or open up a portal or different things. And then that just adds on more different layers. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess to go back to original question is not everybody is trapped here in one no, wanting or not knowing how to get out. Yeah. That makes sense. What's your thoughts on haunted dolls then? In terms of them being trapped or they're just... I don't know. I mean, I I guess I haven't really dived too much into about haunted dolls. I mean, I guess when when you first say that, the first thing that comes to my mind is either they chose and asked to go into a doll or maybe they were afraid to move on and so they went into that object type of thing. Or maybe somebody forced them to go into that type of doll and it's kind of maybe like a type of curse or something like that. Yeah. I suppose that makes a lot of sense, and especially like out of our dolls, and what you touched on there about like when you do these investigations, some people don't realise like what they're doing mm-hmm. and the implications. And this is what we always try and say to people, like because we go on Instagram and stuff, and we show pictures of all our dolls that we collect, and that, yeah. and we try and really um, amplify the fact that it's not a game, mm-hmm. and we're not doing this as fun. It's it's to get their story we're, told. And yeah, we're trying to tell their stories, and if it's if we're able to help them move on, then obviously that that's great as well. But obviously, if they choose to not move on, then yeah, you know, that's which is fair. Enough. If they want to stay, we're not going to force them to move on. That's that's their choice. But like, but we've always we've said before we even started getting them, didn't we? That we're ha- we we understand that bringing them into our house, anything can happen, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think you've got to accept that you have no control almost what's going to happen. Yeah. You can put up, I suppose you can put up like, you can do your protection, you can put up boundaries and stuff. Um, but I suppose it's, it's it's down to the dolls, isn't it? That if, if whatever's in it, if they want to do something, they're going to do it. Well, it goes to the experience that I had not long ago with the sleep paralysis. Yeah, you had quite a bad experience. I did, yeah. But like I say, when you bring these kind of things into your house, you know, it's going to happen. Yeah, which we, we, we've always said we're happy for that. As long as they don't physically harm us or physically harm our... We've got two dogs. As long as they don't physically harm the dogs neither, then mm-hmm. we're, we're happy for them to do whatever they want. Like, it's, it's open, their home. open cupboard doors, mimic voices. I don't yeah. mind that. <laughs> <laughs> if you get it on camera, then we're happy. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's um, always off camera. When the camera's off is when they start doing stuff, right? Like, it's like, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What was it last night? Literally last night, turn the camera off and our mail meter that we have, started spiking and i was like i've literally just turned the camera off Couldn't <laughs> believe it. yeah but it was the same with the chocolate you laid the chocolate on the piece of paper you drew around it and yeah. then you left it alone for like an hour and then you came back and it'd be lifted up and the chocolate had moved yeah oh i remember hearing about that i think on your last podcast yeah. or one of your other posts yeah, yeah that's crazy i couldn't believe because I, I i just put them on there didn't i just i was at home one day and i thought oh, i'll just try this see what happens so i just put these those chocolate coins you get at christmas put yeah. them on a bit of paper drew around them and I thought I've completely forgot. And I was was I putting washing away or something? And I just turned around and looked, and they'd moved. I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my god! <laughs> Turn on a video camera. No, did you? but then I suppose if I had done, it probably wouldn't have happened. I suppose it's one of those, isn't it? It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's it's definitely hit and miss with that type of stuff. I know that there was like a doll at the place that we went as well. And there were mm-hmm. um, sayings that the doll would move or go to different rooms and stuff. And of course. We had like a camera directly on it or in the room and it didn't move once the entire investigation. And it's like, oh, come on, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And then we put it back in the box. And as we're packing up to leave and making sure that every, you know, we got everything back, the doll had like moved in the box. And it's like, are you kidding me? Like, really? Like. (laughs) (laughs) Never going to do it on camera. That's just just normal. Like constantly. It's just, they're just being mischievous because they know what they're doing. Yeah. I think it's it's as well. it, It, if they did it all the time, then it'd become normality, wouldn't it? And That's it wouldn't true. be that, that mystery of it anymore. Because I think almost we're not supposed to know. Um, it comes across like that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And It'll it, almost be like a surprise, and obviously when you pass, yeah, there is an afterlife. It's like every time. That's why when we do our videos of our dolls, like our investigations, we always like to just leave them alone for like 20 minutes when we finished. Mm-hmm. still filming just to see what they do afterwards and we find we get almost more stuff more happen. stuff when we're not there it's oh, something like they become relaxed and they start doing things in it well they're still getting used to us at the end of the day mm. yeah definitely mm-hmm. now so um tarot reading um 
we obviously you guys obviously an expert i would say in tarot reading compared to us <laughs> we, we haven't got a clue have we? <laughs> we've got tarot cards but yeah, yeah. Just read books so <laughs> did you like teach yourself tarot reading or did you get someone like to help you or or do um when I first started with uh, tarot, I got a deck back like when I was in high school and that, and I just do readings for my friends and, you know, we'd obviously refer to the booklet that it came with Yeah. and that, and then I had taken a couple classes and then since then, how I read tarot now is I have a lot of the basic understanding of what the cards mean, but mm -hmm. I go off of, I read off of a lot of my intuition as well though so like with my card deck you know i'll be reading and i'll be like oh i never noticed this before this is this number on this this is what that means or there'll be three raindrops so like oh you've been mourning something you know like so i look more at the pictures in that i have a i don't have the like really traditional type of deck it has some stuff added into it so i'll definitely go off of it's kind of morphed into um basic tarot knowledge and then using my intuition on top of it oh yeah yeah i, I just read the book that comes with them yeah. <laughs> yeah no and that's perfectly fine and, and that's where i started as well because then the more that you do that the more that you become familiar with them or just kind of the basics of knowing like wands are associated with fire and swords are associated with air and you know and all those kind of things yeah. and the, the different signs that they are and um once you kind of get a baseline of that knowledge that can really help you. And then once you start trusting your intuition in that or your psychic abilities, you can incorporate that in there as well. But there are very like very traditional tarot readers out there that know the ins and outs of all the cards and positions and all that kind of stuff. But I have enough memory in my, <laughs> there's enough stuff to memorize. Uh, you know? And would you say as well that it's not um, you that picks the tarot cards, it's the tarot cards that pick you when you actually go to buy them? I I would definitely agree with that because there's been decks that I buy because um, the tarot deck that I, okay, I'm trying to think. Um, I would, <laughs> I, <laughs> well, I know because it was like, I was like, well, but there's this scenario. Okay. I'm overthinking in my head <laughs> and not talking um, is when I'm like scrolling and I'm looking through different decks and stuff like that is there's certain decks where I'll look at the cards. I, I really like looking at what are the cards within the deck, right? Cause mm -hmm. do I feel a natural ability to be able to read them? And then there are decks that I'm like, Oh, this deck is really beautiful. And I think I can connect with it. And then I get it home and it's like, can't even you know it's like i have to refer to the book so much and it's like yeah. it, it doesn't come naturally to me yeah. whereas a few other decks it just i've i've rarely had to look at the book just because of how well me and the cards connect mm. so because we, we we bought our own decks didn't we um yeah i bought so i went i looked on amazon because amazon has got loads of different types of decks and yep. um, these are the ones that i was drawn to okay um, oh yep and the the males are represented as animals and the females are represented as beautiful goddesses almost but mm. my original ones that i had when i bought when i was a lot younger was these ones i was drawn to fairy cards oh, okay yeah and mm. these are kind of like the traditional tarot cards almost yeah small ones, they, the small yeah. ones. Yeah. and then when you bought yours yeah. you were drawn so, to the dark side yeah i what i would say <laughs> was we are like yin and yang like <laughs> She does the, the the lighter side of things. Very fairy. Unfortunately, I am fairy. I'm drawn more into these ones, the occult. Okay. Um, All right. I was gonna say like goth and vamp vampire tarot. <laughs> yeah. So these ones have got um, pictures of demons all over them and stuff like that. Okay. Um, could I use these for like normal tarot reading? Would you say? Because I mean, it has a guide to them but the guide to them that's online it's it's basically about talking to demons and i kind of don't want to go down that path but i want to be able to just do normal readings for like um you know like for future events or just uh, reading for myself what have i got coming up is that possible with them or do you think it's i should really not dabble in that <laughs> um no i i definitely think that you can um i guess does it still have like the, the traditional even though it's like might be tied to a demon is there still like you know like the three of swords or three of wands in there or do they have it like totally different 
I'm pretty sure it's have a look. Uh, uh, at the top. Oh yeah, so it says five and one. So they're like Okay. Yeah. So they're like that. Okay. Yeah. No, you could definitely still read that because even um you might have have to like refer to a different kind of tarot um or online or different things like that too, just to kind of build up your basic understanding, right? Of like what would the five of wands mean? type of thing, right. you know, and do you want to read reversals or not? Cause some tarot reader, tarot readers do some don't. Okay. Um, so when you start using your deck, kind of set that intention of, do you want to read reversals or not? Um, and then you can go off of, it looks like that had a little description on there too. So yeah, you can kind of go right. off of that. Yeah. It yeah. It describes like the, 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 the demon and what it can do. It's, it's, okay. Um, abilities so like this one there's is even one called amy surprisingly yeah it says bail so it says it's the emperor number one it says controls the weather rain and lightning cures or causes pestilence now i suppose i could interpret that in in a certain way i suppose or correct yeah and so that's what i'm saying is um the demons then that they refer to are or are associated with you could mm -hmm. definitely pull from their descriptions or what are their characteristics type of thing for yeah. into the reading so if you were reading that for somebody you could be like okay well either the situation or the person they're dealing with or for them however you're reading it you can pull from those characteristics mm -hmm. and Side note, ironically, that is a name that would definitely come up a lot at the place down in Iowa. Just for just a little fun fact. What? Yeah. That's crazy. See? And out of all the cards, that's the one that you read. So just saying. That's crazy. That's, that's this that's is crazy. crazy. <laughs> like, that's, yeah. that's incredible. That's um, yeah. So if I, so say I want to, I don't know if, if, if I want to know, like, what's my, future for the next month or something is there a certain layout you do or could you just literally pull a card out or is it more in depth so i think you've got to learn there is different there is different styles mm -hmm. yeah there's totally different styles there's people that have certain very specific layouts that they'll do um you know the the cross the the celtic cross is the very much common one that people will use like where are you at what's crossing you what's coming all that kind of stuff um yeah. And then there's certain people or they'll kind of make up their own, like, oh, this will be for this week. This will be for this week. This will be, you know, so they can, you can actually write your own type of layout. Again, you just set that intention of what you want the card to, that you pull up to mean for. Yeah. Um, for me personally, like if you were asking me that question, I would see what I would kind of get psychically first. And mm -hmm. if I'm not getting a whole lot or I want to get some clarification, I'll pull out some cards. And I just kind of, again, go with my intuition. I'll kind of maybe pull out some tarot cards and some oracle cards. And, you know, maybe they probably average about four or five in a line. And I find that they tell a story of kind of like where you're at right now and what's where you're, where you're kind of heading to and what are the options that you're, that you might be coming up on or what is blocking you and what do you need to kind of work on to get through that? Oh, okay. So the way I do it is I'll do like past, present, future. Mm -hmm. Someone's asking a particular question. I'll go through the cards, and then I'll know when I need to stop, or if a card comes out almost. Yeah, I know it needs to be it, and then I'll pick the top card, and I'll also pick the bottom card because sometimes they'll reference the question. So mm -hmm. yeah, then it can be like interpreted in your own way, sort mm -hmm. of like personal to you. Then you could Correct. almost there's no like set way of this is how it has to be done, sort of thing. Correct. Yes. I mean, there's like I said, there's very traditional tarot readers out there in that, but. I fully believe that, you know, when you work with a deck, the more you work with it and you get familiar with it. And at least as long as you're consistent with your routine and what feels good with you, you'll be, you'll build that relationship with your, your deck and, you know, your higher power and your higher consciousness and, um, or the universe, whatever word you want to use. And, um, the more that you'll be able to be comfortable to receive those messages from that deck. Okay. Maybe it'd be best for you to look at the traditional way of setting it out. Yeah, because I know there's, they say with the one that came with, it's like a download one, but it does, it's basically, they use them in, I read through it briefly, it's really long, and it basically said about, it's, it's to talk to a certain demon, okay. and it's like a ritual thing. Okay. Um, I've got, I don't, I, I'm, I'm tempted, because obviously I, I want to understand more and learn more. Mm -hmm. I suppose that's when it's dangerous because you don't know what you're doing sort of thing isn't it it's like 
playing with fire. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Especially when you're dealing with um, demons or those uh, type of energies. Um, mm. You know, like I, I've come. I don't. I, I want to say I've come across some. I um I've I've asked my mentors and stuff like that and there's one that's like oh I just don't acknowledge them you know type of thing and it's like well I think you should acknowledge them because they are there you know type yeah. of thing yeah. or they're at least a stronger energy and then you know I've also had people say like oh well you would know when you feel that energy but then again too demons are tricksters though you know and then I think back to some of the other different paranormal or rooms that we'd investigate. And there's this one that was pulling us very strongly in there and we really connected and, you know, kind of got their story. And then later we did a Ouija board session in there and it was, um, I had never heard of it because I, again, I didn't, but the Yaya thing kept coming up. Have you heard of that coming up? Yeah. yeah. yeah and it wouldn't let us leave or any, I'm getting chills again now. I know it wouldn't let us leave or anything like that. And so then I was thinking back to that. I was like, what if this spirit that presented himself as like a really sad, depressed man was a demon, you know, type of thing. And they, he just wanted us to come in there or something. So. Yeah. I suppose they say you don't know. It? Well, no, you did say some of the, these demons as well cards, they're um, for good as well. Yeah. What mm -hmm. I, I believe it. Yeah. They, they have like a good and bad side. Correct. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's people out there that, that do work with them and that, you know, are able to have that relationship with them. But again, I think if you were to start doing that again, you'd really want to be prepared, right? Obviously know what you're getting yourself into. What are you going to ask that's from that spirit or demon? And um, what may or may not they ask for in return? How are you going to protect yourself and all that kind of stuff too? Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't double any of that. I, like I say, I'm the airy fairy. I like all the the nicey nicey. Because on my mum's side of the family, um, is very much witches healers. Mm -hmm. So I'm very much in your ancestors, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm very much on the lighter side, should we say? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Rather than I suppose dark. that's what's. I mean, in my belief, that's what draw draw drew us together because we are yin and yang. We are yeah. total opposites, but then. That's it. All goes full circle, doesn't it? Is what? <laughs> What's that look for? <laughs> anyway, let me finish staring at me there. Um, so, would you like to do a couple of readings? Ah, uh, sure. Yeah, I'll definitely do that. Um, so, obviously, this is what you do. Um, if people are listening or on watching this, Indigo does do readings. I believe you do it for your Facebook page, don't you? You can people can request things. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So. Read one of us, or do you want to start with a doll or uh, whichever you want? That's fine. Go, go with us first. All right, and go on then. Go with us first. Go with him first. Oh, yeah, I go first. <laughs> so, so, do I need to have like a question for you, or um, you can have a specific question, or if you want me to just kind of focus on one specific area, you know, common ones are career, relationships, uh, health, um, well, sometimes health, although, um, or um, you can just be like, let's see what kind of comes up, um, type of thing. Um, yeah, I've got me health one. You know, but I don't really want to know. It's not always good to ask about health. Yeah. I know. That's why I was like, ah, sometimes health comes up, but I know readers don't really always like doing health stuff because then you're kind of all that stuff with medical and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, some people get silly and they start saying things like, oh, when am I going to die? And yeah. Like, and then, yeah. And you're like, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's basically, the backstory is of like, my, my mom shares Alzheimer's and we've always said that I could have it and stuff. And, but then, and like you say, I could ask about it, but then I don't really want to know. Mm -hmm. I, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. I yeah, I can't stop that. But we'll say we'll go for a general one. I mean, what in general, like, would you read? Okay. Um, I guess like when I, I first tune in, it's like, I'm seeing, it's, it's actually really a beautiful picture. It's very calming. It's like, I see the blue sky and like green, I see like the green of the, 
I, I, it's not really a past year. I'm not, that doesn't feel like the right word, but I definitely see like green. It's like a happier time, a happier memory that you have. Um, I'm getting a sense of like an animal. I want to say a horse for some reason or a bigger um, animal. Um, I, I, it's like color black. I don't know why. Um, I don't know if that's resonating at all. Maybe there's a animal of yours that's trying to come through to say something. I suppose, yeah. I mean, like, say my, my when I lived at home back in 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 Saxelby, like it was the village, like in well, obviously the fields and that, and that is my, I say, I suppose you could say my happier time. Like, mm -hmm. back, we had like our, our pets and that, and we had a we had a dog, a, a black lab called Jack. Okay. Um, but we didn't have him long, and to be honest, I only have like one memory of him. Yeah. Um. Um. Well, he, I would definitely say then that like he's coming forward, or it's, or they're reminding you of. Um, okay. Um. They are wanting you to remember the happier times when you are going through darker times in your mind. That's okay. Yeah. So if you are like, I, I get the sense that maybe there's been some things coming up in your mind that you have been, the word, kind of self-sabotaging yourself in some ways or getting down on yourself in some ways, or you feel like you're not at the same spot or at the spot where you envisioned yourself at. And so you're kind of over-criticizing yourself in some aspects of things. And so they're saying to definitely reflect back on those brighter, happier times to get you through these darker times and just kind of keep moving forward. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Cause I, I suppose I am a very much a, um, like a battler in my own mind. I do. I'm very much like say self-criticizing. Um, very much so. um, that's, that's cool. That, that's, that's really it's made, nice. Yeah, it's nice. It made, made, me, made me think a lot. That's, <laughs> thank you for that. Yeah, uh, no problem. So, Amy, if you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll go, we'll go general. We'll go general. I know. I like going general, too, just because um, you never know what they will bring up. And sometimes even when you ask a question, they're going to tell you what you need to know anyway. So yeah. I, I find. All right. Hold on. I got to get rid of your energy now. <laughs> Um, okay. So there's slow down. Um, there's like two things that are kind of coming up. The first thing that comes up to my mind is for some reason, it's like, um, when I connected with your energy, Amy, is that it's like, I saw pink hair. I don't know why, but it was just kind of like more pink and just like, kind of like, ha ha ha. And like, I don't know, like the top of my head is being tingly right now. I don't know why. Um, and so, but even though like there is that happy kind of almost like a fairy-like type of energy that's obviously being very much prominently shown to me, there was a brief slight second that I felt that there was some pain or something in your like heart chakra, your heart space and that. And so to me, with that is showing me is that... Um, there's something within your heart space or something that happened to you. I, I, I hear like when you were a child that you haven't really fully gone through or worked through and you focused on more of that happier, lighter type of stuff to kind of mask it or to push it down. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a way for you, you know, that's a natural coping mechanism for a lot of people, right? But the reason why they would probably show that to me is just to bring that to your awareness. And it's something for you to work through, especially if you do say that you kind of want to work on your psychic and um, psychic skills a little bit more. It's the best way to do that is to kind of start going through and unpacking some of your own, own internal baggage type of thing, right. And getting yourself to that higher vibration. Cause when you hold on to things like that, especially like childhood traumas or childhood, different things like that, um, it's a way to kind of keep your vibrational level a little bit lower, right? Or um, let's say you're doing a reading for somebody and that kind of stuff kind of comes up and then maybe your ego gets in the way because then it's almost like you're trying to give advice to yourself or or in, 
or or it's the person opposite of you and you start giving them other advice of like whatever it is that you wanted to tell them back in that day type of thing, right? So it's a way for you to not have any kind of transference as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I was diagnosed with rheumatic semantic disorder in the past and uh, I suffered a lot through schooling, um, battling basically trying to get, get on my education I was very much bullied all the way through my schooling as well. And I suppose in a coping mechanism, I kind of just blocked that in a way. But there, there is other things in my past as well. Obviously, that I'm not going to air. On no, here. no, I know. Yeah, I know. That's why when they were starting to go that route, I'm like, I this is what they're giving me. But I, I know, yeah, obviously, a lot of the times. And mm -hmm. that's what I find in my readings is it gets to the heart of things and gets to the core of things and kind of what you need to work on or what you need to look at type of thing in order to get to the best version of yourself. Yeah. No, that's good. It's, it's good. No, it makes sense how I feel at the moment, anyway, with my emotions and stressing that at the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I do think, like you say, with like, obviously your disorder and that is something that you need to mm. not let and it bother you. I used to have pink hair as well. Yeah. And you just, oh, did you? Oh, no way. Oh, my God. That's so cool. Thanks. I always change. She's, all, she's always dying it pink or purple. Or, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks for the validation. <laughs> That's incredible. That's really, really, thank you for that. That's really like, um, yeah. like food for thought, really. I think really, it certainly made me think a lot. Like, myself, sort of thing. I mean, and it links in. We had um, another medium on it on, what's his name? Drew. Drew, yeah. He does it on Facebook. He he does like a live and you ask him to do a reading. And he he, he read me and he did. He's almost said virtually the same things you said. Wow. Okay. Uh, so I suppose that if, if both of you are picking up the same thing, it's something I certainly need to. And he, he did a reading for me, and he, work he brought on. up very much similar things to what you're saying as well. And mm -hmm. uh, also brought up my grandma as well on there. And so saying, I suppose that's things we should we should work on, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's a good thing though. I mean, it's, it's a positive, isn't it? Mm -hmm. it's yeah. So the um, the doll that we have. Okay. Um, for people that haven't who can't see this or listen to it on Spotify, if you look on our Instagram, we have one doll on there. Um, it's this little guy. He's a China doll. He's got a black hat and he's wearing like a white um, like circus outfit. It's a Harlequin. Yeah, so he's a Harlequin doll. Um, so I'll just, I'll, I'll let you, you do what you got to do for the moment. Um, okay. I'm just going to start talking. So it's like when I first connect or, or see it or you showed me it, I definitely got an image of more of like a male spirit, um, definitely of the the Chinese or that that Eastern. And it's like his face is like super round. Um, and he's got like a mustache type of thing. And it almost, the word like samurai came to my mind as well. Um, was he a samurai? Was he studying or? Um, okay. And it, they're like, it's like now I see like the those hats that they sometimes have, like, you know, like in the pictures when they show them like in the rice patties or different things like that straw type of hat. Like I, I see that. And it's almost like I, I definitely see him working. I don't think it's the rice patties things, but like I see him with some type of like gardening tool or something like that. And he's working. Um, I hear I wasn't happy. Um, okay. Just, just give what you get and trust. Right. Um, I hear that like, she put me in there and it was it was almost like some type of transaction that went how he didn't he agreed to something and the transaction didn't happen how it was supposed to happen and he ended up kind of getting screwed in the end basically i would say obviously um it's almost like i i get a sense though is he's on some level though, he's comfortable with where he's at, like he's adjusted to it. In the beginning, he was very angry about it, but now at this point in time, it's almost like that radical acceptance type of thing. Yeah. Um, anything else? I ask anything else and 
Um, I hear there was a woman. I'm trying to figure out what the woman has to do with it. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I hear like, she said my love would come to me if I did this. Um, I, I don't know. I guess that's kind of all I'm kind of getting right now. I can try to get more, but. So could that be like one of the reasons maybe why he's in this doll? Like he's, he's attached to it maybe because of, because of this transaction thing. Um... Yeah, I would say so. I mean, the, the way that I was getting it was like, I don't, because it's interesting that this the word samurai came up first. Because then I was like, okay, well, was he a samurai or was he training to be a samurai? And then it was like he started to talk about some sort of transaction he had with a woman. Um, and at first, I guess I was thinking, well, maybe it was like she'd get him into like training to be a samurai or something like that. Or there was some sort of transaction that she was going to do with him. And obviously it went awry. And she, mm -hmm. I, I want to say like she obviously ended up putting his spirit or something like that into the doll. Um, or I, like towards the end of there, like I was saying, it was something about the love of a woman and it's almost like she, she manipulated him in a way to get him into the doll. Yeah. Um, so like, would you say he's a negative spirit? I, I didn't get a sense of a negativity from it on mm -hmm. it. Um, and from the slight little story that he was obviously telling is it sounds like it's almost like that unrequited love type of thing, or he was trying to better himself and he just happened to make friends with the wrong person that ended up manipulating him. And like I said, in the beginning, he was angry about it. Cause obviously he realized afterwards. Um, and so who knows how he was in the beginning, those first few years, but now it's just kind of like, he's kind of accepted with where he's at and he's fine with it. That's the sense that I kind of got. That's interesting. Yeah. So let me give some, we can, maybe when next time we'll do a vigil on him, we can ask him some of those questions, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the sense that I get from him is he's negative and I feel okay. like he's the one that affected me in the house. Okay. Now I don't know whether you can, work out maybe what did affect me in the house i had a really bad like sleep paralysis shadow person uh really tried to invade me and all like really yeah. hurt my head the other week on it yeah um uh, okay um as i say that it's like yeah i definitely see when you're talking about it, it's like I, I definitely see like this dark smog or like fog type of thing, like definitely kind of like creepily reaching out for you. Right. And then. Um, OK, so then what are what is it or what are you attached to? Um, it's like they're being really gamey with this. I only see the shoes. It's like white shoes. Um, like definitely a girl one. Um, oh, God. This is this is this is wish when I wish I could draw. <laughs> um, there's definitely like a white shoe, and it's it's almost like it it the top of it like folds over, and like maybe there's like little pearl buttons or something like that on it. I want to say on the mm -hmm. shoe. Okay, yeah, we've I got dolls. I've got that. Got that. It's Which it's. Um, it's not. A, it's like a button button on their shoes, but we've got one oh, white shoes. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's like a white white shoe and then it like kind of like folds like you know, here's the shoe and then it like folds over and then there's like it almost like shows like it's a oh gosh, like a clasp sort of thing. Yeah, clasp so, never mind. I can't draw it. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> but yeah, it folds over and there's like pearl or something on there and they're white. Do you see a color of the dress maybe at the bottom? I know we're asking a lot. We do apologize. No, no, it's fine. No, it's fine. Um, the first thing that I kind of see is more of like, see, now this is where I'm kind of trying to, it's like, I'm seeing a burgundy red color, but then again, to, <laughs> right, I'm going to go get the doll. Okay. <laughs> Back in a minute. That is. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> I don't know which one she's getting, I can't remember. 
So does this like when you do these readings, do they like um is it very taxing for you? Does it like wear you out sort of thing? Um no, not really. Um, so like if I, after this, if I had to go do some more readings, that's fine. What I find very taxing for me is like when I'm doing a paranormal investigation and I'm on for like a good three hours, like at that high, yeah. high level. Like when I did the seance that first time, I think, you know, we did it for several hours. And once we turned off the cameras and stuff like that, there was a shot of me and I'm, I just look so drained and so pale. And I was just like, like that, you know, like. So it, it takes a lot to get me drained now, I would say. Yeah, Again, it's it's a muscle. The more you use it, the better that you can get. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the white shoes. The little, the pearl on the side of the oh shoe. Oh, my God. And the okay. Dress. Yeah. Yeah. What did I say? I said I told you I've got I've got negative. I get a really strong negative vibe. That's incredible. Really negative. Yeah. Like so I we, hate holding it. If, I don't know if you've seen our latest mystery box unboxing video, but we got four new dolls, and out of these four, all we know is one is extremely negative. Yeah. One is, neg one is only like just negative. One's neutral and one's positive, but unfortunately for some reason the information's got lost in the post about them so we don't know yet oh wow okay so interesting all we know is like what you you've told us and what with this we did an investigation with her last night we've been looking at the video today and we did get a few bits from her so okay. concrete concrete it's interesting that that's the one you picked up though because that's the one that amy does feel the most negativity about yeah uh, yeah that would that's the one that yeah i definitely saw the shoes and then the burgundy and then that's the one that did the the dark fog towards you so um i guess what i would suggest to do is definitely set some boundaries or your intentions of you will not you know when i'm sleeping and when i'm in my home you don't bother me and it's just you got to be very matter of fact with that but be but 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 uh but be respectful right yeah. you know just be yeah. like don't be getting in my space you know like <laughs> <laughs> you know because they're, yeah, it's it's, cause they're like boundaries correct yeah so just set those really firm strong boundaries and then if you really need to if you feel like you need that extra protection um you can definitely i know we all have uh spirit guides and we all act, at least us ones that have more of those gifts that we develop is we definitely have like our protector spirit guide so you can call on that upon that individual archangel michael's always a good one um and then i don't know if you have any crystals or something but obviously like black tourmaline black obsidian and all that kind of stuff definitely helps yeah. yep make sure you cleanse I, I get a sense that you need to cleanse and clear that though too okay. um that's interesting uh, i've actually thought about doing that i have never cleansed this and i've worn it for so long I actually was thinking about doing that. Well, obviously you need to. <laughs> um, um, you can definitely, there's many different ways to kind of cleanse crystals. And I mean, you can send them in the windowsill. So then that way the sunlight can kind of charge them in that. If you have like a, um, other crystals like selenite or quartz, you can put that near them on that to set that intention of clearing it. Yeah. Um, you can make holy water if you wanted to, or if you have like smudge or sage, you can yeah. use the smoke of that. Holy water is really easy to make. Again, you set the intention, boil water, put salt in it, you got holy water. So, and then you can just kind of lightly spritz it with that um, or put it through like lightly through like a candle flame. There's many different ways to cleanse it and clear it, but yeah, you need to cleanse and clear it. I'm sensing. So. Wow. That's actually, that's so crazy. Cause that actually was. <laughs> I've worn so long. I thought that it's probably its ability is probably wearing off because I've—I've yeah. I've never cleansed it. Yeah, it makes so much sense. It's crazy. It Just—it's my final question. Yes, but we are. <laughs> yeah. Can you get a sense of why she's doing it, or he's doing it, or? That she was putting you under so much pressure. <laughs> um, honestly, the first thing I hear is it's a game. Yeah, and, and to be honest, I get that. I get that anywhere. I get that kind of. Yeah. It's a game, and it's like almost like that, like smart, like it's a game type. You know, it's like really. Yeah. 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 I'm getting chills now on the back of my head. Oh my god. <laughs> no, when it when it happened to me, um, 
It's like just I, messing with you. It was it? messing with me, and I think it was almost testing me to see how I would react to it. They say which it again. is when I started imagining white light around me, and I started seeing yep. the prayer, and then it went gone. Yeah, it was just like I put a wall up, and it just it left me alone, and I've not had anything since. But I said that to you though, because I said exactly the same thing you said. I thought I said that she's testing you. Whatever it is, it's testing you because I wasn't here. But it makes me wonder though what the other one was before that, because we didn't have her at the time. You mean? Remember when I saw the two white eyes? Yeah. So, we, like I say, this is this is what brings it into reality. Like we're doing these things with these dolls, yeah. and we are getting yeah. things. I'm seeing things. You're seeing things. We're starting to get noises. We get whistling in the house. Wow, I hear crazy upstairs. So it, it does make it reality that it is real. It does does happen. But mm -hmm. yes, we are coming to the end of the show. You've probably okay. got a lot more of things to do. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been awesome. Absolutely. Oh well, awesome. thank you. Thank you so much, Carl. So, at the end, we always do a couple of these questions. They're nothing oh, serious. Oh yeah. <laughs> They're nothing serious. They're just a couple of questions, general knowledge things. Oh great. Yeah. Okay. Amy hates them, but I love them. I'll it's have geography for two hundred, please. All right. <laughs> so this is called a shot in the dark. So it's literally nobody really knows the answer. It's just a guess. Okay. Um, so I'll just do a couple of these. So the first one is: Which fast food company has the most outlets in the world? in the world it's mcdonald's it's got to be McDonald's. i know i would say mcdonald's yeah it's got to be on it i don't know what, what you've got there but uh because they're like right. everywhere yeah, well the answer is subway actually which has forty-five thousand restaurants in total that's ahead surprising. of mcdonald's that's surprising wow mcdonald's starbucks and kfc in second uh Huh. So, I wouldn't have imagined that because I think so, like McDonald's is a lot more popular than Subway. I think other folks, especially out in America, McDonald's is everywhere, isn't it? Like, oh yeah, definitely. Oh, and I mean, and I remember watching different documentaries or or different even movies and stuff like that when they're featured in different countries or towns. And there's always you know some of them have a McDonald's in there. Like I remember seeing one in like Tokyo or something, and yeah. you know it's just crazy. Learn something new every day. Um, Two more. How many tourists visited France in 2018? How many tourists visited France in 2018? So obviously pre-COVID and all that. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, geez, it's got to be millions, surely. I don't know. I don't... Is France a popular place to go? Yeah, oh, I, I, well, we've been once, haven't we? We've been once, but I wouldn't go again. <laughs> I wouldn't go. It wasn't that memorable. Nothing against people in France. I like the Alpha, I like the Alpha Tower, though, but, you know. I'm going to say something crazy, like 10 million. Okay, I'm going to work down from that, then. What are you going to say? I'll say, like, 6 million. Oh, I well, I was definitely picking up there's a six in there. I don't know if this is probably a really low number, but I'm thinking like 619,000 or something. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> bloody hell, we're all well off. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 90 million tourists, 90 million. Oh my god, it's, it's the most visited country in the world, apparently. <laughs> well, I, I'm completely wrong then. <laughs> wow, so, yeah. that's crazy. Some people like it more than we do. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. That was in 2018, though. I suppose it's, it's, this, it's the city of love, isn't it? So, As know. I was just thinking, I'm sure a lot of people probably feed, feed into that stereotype of, oh, let's go to France and get engaged yeah. at the Eiffel Tower. And yeah, then they bro. also have Venice and all that kind of... Wait, right? No, I don't... <laughs> no, Venice, <laughs> that's Italy. My bad. That's Italy, yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you wanting <laughs> <laughs> right, so great last one before we finish up. Um, Make it a nice one. I don't, even know the, I don't even know the the answer to this. So it says, why are automated voices usually women's voices? Because we're nice. Like self-service checkouts, automated phone systems, and sat -nabs. Why are they always women's? Because we're nicer to listen to. Yeah, so I'm about the pitch probably because we have a higher pitch. Mm. Mm. So maybe people can hear it better. Mm. It's like hearing me droning on on a sat-nav or something. <laughs> 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 it says, studies suggest that people generally find female voices more pleasing ah. and that both yeah. men and women rate female voices as both as being more trustworthy. 
Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm biased. <laughs> yeah, right. I suppose. I mean, two to one here, yeah. So. Yeah, I just don't <laughs> trust anyone, really. <laughs> I don't trust anyone. <laughs> yeah, it's just easier, isn't it? Um, but yeah, so it's been an awesome show. Thank you yeah. so much for coming on. Um, obviously, Thank guys, you. listening or watching, we will put your your links to your Facebook and that in the comments and stuff. So okay. people check you out. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so what we got coming up now, we are, after you've heard this. Well, we're not doing another one with this one. Yeah, that dog, we're not in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to have our new video will be on probably before this is airing, probably. And so if you listen to this, check out our YouTube. We'll have a new video of a new investigation with the doll that was on here. Awesome. Um, and then, see, so next Friday we're live again at 8 p.m. Um, but yeah, so thank you for listening and watching, guys. Indigo, thank you for joining us. Thank you. It's been awesome. And we'll catch you later, guys. Stay spooky. <laughs> Bye.